Gemara Yoma, Masrechet Yoma has been dedicated anonymously, Aslacha. Those that are trying to have children, Shashim Yibarech Watan Bezerachayavekayama. Amen. We begin today's daf is Ayin He. We're going to actually start on the bottom of the Amud, and we are going to start. Mi ki iten bekos eno yitalech bemesharim. So that's a pasuk. A person puts his eye in the cup, which means he drinks, and he becomes inebriated. He ends up mitalech bemesharim. Everything becomes straight in his eyes. What does that mean? Rabbi Amir, Rabbi Asay, had amad kol anoten eno bekoso arayot kulan domot alav kemishor. That anybody that uh, starts to get drunk, so uh, he starts to rationalize even immorality. You know, he loses the sense of judgment, and therefore he could do immorality very easily. It becomes as if it's the right thing to do. <coughs> Another Gemara says, The whole world looks like uh, belongs to him, which means very easily to come to steal from people. Rashi on the top says, Mamon. I know because of Heb Shikrut. Right? So therefore, he doesn't care about people's properties. That's what people, not only Shikrut means drinking, means drugs, and anything that takes away from a person's judgment. So he rationalizes and they don't think, they think everything belongs to them and they take everybody's money. The Gemara comes along now and says, De'aga belev ish. The pasuk says, yashhenna. Now what does that mean if a person has a de'aga, a person has a worry in his heart, <coughs> yashhenna. Well, simply it means that uh, he should try to minimize it. Rabbi ameh v'rabbi aseh. Had amar yesihenna middato. Meaning, it's as if it's saying you should try to get rid of it, block it out, try to remove it from your from your thoughts, don't dwell on the the da'aga, don't dwell on the, the troubles. Which means you should say it over to others. That you should speak it out. Different reasons why it's beneficial to speak out your problems to other people. Simple explanation is they'll probably give you advice and tell you exactly maybe how to relieve it. Or the mere fact that you say it over Already, that already is a release. And therefore, this is probably where we learn, uh, you know, group therapy. Mm. You come along and you just say it over to others, and that already is a relief for the de'aga. So it says that the nahash, the snake, afar lachmo, his bread becomes, or is, the afar is the dirt. Rabbi Ami Rabbi Aseh, Hadamar, and he learns that this pasuk is saying that no matter what he tastes, or no matter what he eats the snake, it all tastes the same. Mm-hmm. That whatever his lechem is, ultimately it tastes like afar. Which means that's his most delectable food. That even if you give him all the foods in the world, but his lechem that he enjoys the most is afar. Tanya, Amar Rabbi Yosef, Bo'ur eh, Shelo kemidat ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu, Midat basar vadam. That look how ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu is so different, his measure than the measure of man. Midat basar vadam, maknit et havero, when a person wants to hurt his friend, He's angry at his friend. What does he do? So he tries to hurt him and cause him a loss at any turn possible. Hashem is not like that. Why? He cursed the snake. And what did he do by cursing the snake? Wherever the snake goes, he has mezonot. He goes on the roof, there's dirt on the roof. Even when Hashem gets angry at a person and he curses him, look at the curse. There's a chesed in the curse. Furthermore, Remember he cursed Kenan, he told me he has to be an Evid to his brothers. But what happens if you're an Evid? Now he lives in a mansion 
and whatever his master eats, he eats also. Whatever his master drinks, drinks also. So he's taken care of. <coughs> Furthermore, the pasuk says, isha, right? Curse the lady. But what does the pasuk say? What does the Gemara say? With all the curses, everybody still runs after her. Which means, that what was the curse of the lady? That she's going to have tumat leda, and she's going to give birth, and she's going to be nida. Even though that's disgusting, doesn't matter. With all that, with all the disgusting things, the people still run after. And the Gemara says, Kilel et adama, even though God cursed the adama as well after the het, that everybody still has sustenance from the earth. Zakhano et adaga. We said this yesterday in the show. We remembered the daga. Asher nochab emisrayim hinam. So it says we remember the dagah that we ate in Mitzrayim. Hina uh, for free. Rav Ushmuel. Hadamar dagim. Some say dagah means the fish. We remember the, the free fish we ate in Egypt. Hadamar arayot. And some say that it's a clean way for saying we remember the, the, the freeness that we had when it came to marital or relations. Tashmisha mita. So the Gemara will explain. Uh, both opinions. You see, before Matan Torah, they had a little more leniencies on who they were able to be with. And therefore, we, we remember the leniencies that we had in Mitzrayim regarding Tashmish Amitah. And the Gemara will explain both she taught. Man da'amar dagim dikhtib nukhal. It makes more sense to say it was fish because they said zakhan wa tadaga should nukhal. Obviously, you eat fish, so therefore daga is literal. Which means, what do you mean free fish? There was no free fish in the Mitzrayim probably. So therefore the fact that it says Hinnam, it's got to be something that's free. <clears throat> and therefore must be talking about something else. Ela must be talking about Tashmish. What are you going to do with that opinion? If he goes with Arayot, it says Nochal. Nochal means to eat. Nochal doesn't sound like Arayot. Nochal is to eat. It's a nice language for Tashmish, as it says in the Pasuk in Mishle, There's talking about a lady that's an adulteress. She eats, she cleans herself, and then what did she say after? No, I didn't do anything wrong. Akhilab is referring to Tashmish. She cleans her mouth over there. And then she says, what? I didn't do anything. So you see the word akhla is a euphemism for tashmish amitah. And according to the opinion that says it was fish, what do you mean free fish? Nothing's free. The Gemara says, no, it was actually. That they were getting the fish from ownerless property. When the Jewish people were drawing water in Egypt, that God brought to their uh, jugs, to their kadim, uh, to their, to their uh, vessels, not only water, but there was fish in the water, and the fish was free. According to the opinion that says dagim, uh, we understand, which means they were saying basically, we don't have any more fish in the midbar, there was no water in the midbar. So there was you no know, water where they could draw fish. So therefore they were saying, remember the fish. However, which means, if you say that, they remembered what? That we know in Mitzrayim, they were not parutz uh, ba'arayot, they weren't promiscuous in their relations. Who is praising the modesty of B'nai Yisrael Mitzrayim? They were domed to a kala that what that they closed, that they locked, that they didn't uh, have to speak with everybody. According to according to this, how do you explain ma'yan hatum? They were saying we remember the tashmish we had in Mitzrayim. It sounds like what that they were parutz, but the pasuk says over here ma'yan hatum that their spring was sealed. It's true. Whatever Arayot was asur, they didn't do in Egypt. But there was more permissibility 
before Matan Torah. And they had seven mitzvot b'nei Noah. Seven mitzvot also have arayot. But the arayot of the Shiva mitzvot b'nei Noah is more liberal than the Torah's rule. Mm. So therefore, they said, Zachanu et which we had more flexibility when it came to who we're allowed to be with. But not that Chazor Shalom, they were doing any isurim. It just that it tightened up after Matan Torah. Bishlamah leman daman arayot. Quality opinion that says it's arayot. That's what it says. Vayishma Moshe etaram bochel lemishpeotav. What happened? He heard the Jewish people crying regarding their families. Mazi regarding their families. Al eskem mishpeotav. They were crying regarding on the now who they are to be with. Shne esru laem neshkab etzlam. Now there's certain familiar relationships that became asur. So the bochel the mishpechotav. So it makes sense. That's what it means. Zachanu etadagash shachanu. Because it says the pasuk bochel the mishpechotav. El lamanda mardagin. My bochel the mishpechotav. How you can explain that pasuk bochel the mishpechotav? I think it's a simple. Have a There's two things. The dagin was one complaint. And Bukhel Mishpachotav was a separate one. You don't, have to, you don't have to say that it's the same claim. It was two different items. <clears throat> and then it says, we remember the Eta Kishu'im ve'eta Batihim. We remember the Kishu'im, which is the uh, cucumbers, like Rashi said, and what? The Abatihim, the melons that we ate, and the garlic that we ate in Mitzrayim, and the onions. So now the Gemara is questioning, what do you mean? Why are you remembering it? The Chaurah didn't you have the man? If you had the man, the man tastes like anything. Rabbi Ami Rabbi Aseh. Had Amar Ta'am Kolaminim Ta'amu Baman. Everything that had taste in the man. Amar Ta'am Hameshet Aminim Alalu Lo Ta'amu Bo. But these five items, the man did not taste like. They couldn't get a man to taste like a cucumber. Why? Because, as we learned, it was bad for the nursing ladies. The nursing woman, the cucumber is not good for the milk. The baby gets a you know, stomachache. So therefore, the man did not taste like it. Says, oh, we remember those items that we had in Mitzrayim that we did not have over here in the Midbar. <coughs> the Gemara comes along and says, V'had amar ta'am, kolaminim ta'amu ta'amamu mamasham. V'alalu... No, the second opinion says they actually tasted everything, even cucumbers. But all the other items, they actually tasted it with its consistency. However, which means the way it tastes. They got the, you know, the feel of the mamash of the food. These items only got the ta'am of it, but they didn't get the mamashan of it. It seems over here that the only thing that's mazik the nursing ladies is the <coughs> actual texture also, not the taste itself. So they were, they were complaining, they don't get the crunch, they didn't get the... Uh, you know, the, the actual mamashut of the food itself. And the Gemara continues, The Torah is talking about the man. And it calls like it's a zera gad, laban. So the Gemara comes along and says, some say gad is kusbar, or coriander. Amar rabbi aseh, Agol kegida, the man was round, like a gida, like this kuzbar, lavan, but it was also white, kemargalit, like a pearl. So that's what it means. Kezeraga, that's the shape, and lavan obviously is the color. Tanu rabbanan, gad, that's referring to the man. Zeragad shedomer lezerah pishtan vegivolim. It was domer to the seed of the flax in its stalk, which is what? Round. Also, again, it's the shape. It's as attractive and magnetic as when you learn Agadah. When you're learning the Torah and you get to the stories, so everybody called Agadah. Everybody enjoys the stories. So, therefore, the man also had that attraction that it draws the person in. Come mind that it draws a person in order to eat it. So the man was like Agada. Tanya Idach, Gad, 
שמגיד להם לישראל, היא בן תשעה לראשון, והיא בן תשעה לאחרון. Which means, when it says God, it's מלשון מגיד. That means it was a, uh, it was a truth detector. It was מגיד. It told you what was the reality. A person, let's say, got married. A husband, let's say, got, a husband uh, died or got divorced, and she married somebody else, and she didn't wait the three months that Alakha says she has to wait. And now she gives birth after seven months. So you don't know if the baby is a seven-month premature from the second husband, or is it a full-term baby from the first husband? <clears throat> Who is the father of this child? So the man was God, it was Magid, because you got according to the members of your family. So therefore you looked when the, when the baby was born, you saw where the man landed, you said, okay, must be belong to that family. So the man would, have, would be a truth detector that would be able to determine exactly who was what. Lavan shemalbin avonotem shel Yisrael. How was that? How could the man be a, uh, a cleanser for sins? The explanation is because of the stress that they had of what are we going to eat tomorrow. So therefore that system of eating caused them to always be making teshuvah in order that they'll be zokeh to get food tomorrow. A person has food in his house, he's comfortable. Nothing, what can happen to me? There's money in the bank. People have, you know, IRAs for college funds for the next hundred years they're covered. So therefore, they think, but if you only have enough for today and you have no idea what's going to be tomorrow, so it causes the person to be very humble. So if it was Malbin, Avonotehem, Shri Yisrael. Tanya Rabbi Yosei Omer, Keshem Shehanavi Ayamagid, Lahem Yisrael, Mashim Amazing times they used to have. The olden days, you go to the prophet, and he can tell you all the secrets. Not only what's in the nooks and crannies of your house, but what's in the nooks and the crannies of your heart. Went to the prophet, he can tell you exactly why things happen and what's going on. The man also is a truth detector that can tell you what happened in private. Nobody else sees what's going on. The man was like a prophet. Ketzad. Shnaim shebao lefnem Moshe ladin. Zeomer avdi ganavta. Reuven says, you stole my slave. Zeomer atamachartali. And Shimon says, I didn't steal it. It's true I have it in my possession because you sold it to me. So therefore, how are we going to figure this out? Amadeh Moshe, let's wait for tomorrow morning and we'll see the, the judgment. The mahar. If you see the, the, the man is in Reuven's house, then you know Shimon stole it. But if you see the man in Shimon's house, so that means it belongs to Shimon. <laughs> so could, could be the pshat is, it's a good question, I was thinking about that. So it could be the pshat is Moshe Paskin. Moshe Paskin, because basically, then he said, I wait until tomorrow morning to prove that I was right. Because <laughs> you can't rely on uh, a bedin like this on man only. And Moshe Rabbeinu had proofs why, what. But if the guy was skeptical, he said, eh, you'll see tomorrow morning, you'll go there, that the psak was right. Ladin. <laughs> they came in front of Moshe Rabbeinu, a, lay, a husband and a wife. What happens? He comes along and says, she committed adultery. And therefore, I'm allowed to divorce her and I don't have to pay her ketubah. And she comes along and says, no, I didn't sin. He sinned against me. And therefore, if he wants to divorce me, he can, but he's got to pay me ketubah. In the morning, you'll see the justice. If the omer, if the man comes to her husband's house, meaning her share of man comes to her husband's house, which means he was right. Therefore, he's in control. Therefore, he gives the get, as if he's saying, you're right. And therefore, she's, she's under you. Meaning, you can do what you want with her. Give her the get and don't pay the ketubah. She's out of your possession. Which means, she's back to her father's house. That means... 
<coughs> you were the one that was Sarah, and you don't have control, therefore, give it a get, but you got to pay her to get the wife. She's out of your jurisdiction. If she's in your jurisdiction, you can do what you want with her. You can give her the get without a ketubah. But if she left your jurisdiction by the father's house, that means already you're the guilty guy. You want to divorce her, you can divorce her. We have to pay the ketubah. Ketubah. It says the dew would come out at night and the man would land on the, on the dew. And it says, And it says what? That the am went out and they collected the man. Meaning they had to go out. And the pasuk says the third pasuk. Sounds like they had to go far away. So now we have over here uh, three pasukim basically. One pasuk sounds like that the man fell close proximity. The next pasuk sounds like a little further away because it says and the third pasuk says which sounds like they went very far away. So make up your mind where did the man actually land? If you're a sadiq, the man came right at your doorstep. Door le door, Benonim yatsu velaketu. Benonim, mediocre guys had to go out. Yatsu velaketu. Lishaim, shatu velaketu. So therefore, again, the man was a truth detector. He knew exactly what the guy was. So based on the person's level of sitkut, that's exactly how the man would, uh, would land. Ketiv lechem. One pasuk says that the lechem fell from the shamayim. One pasuk says uchtiv ugot. And one, which sounds like cakes. And Ukhti, one person says, that they had to actually grind it. Tzadikim lechem. Tzadikim became ready made. Ready to eat. Lechem. Benonim ugot. Ugot means it came raw. They had to cook it. Rishayim, ta'anu balechayim. Rishayim, they got like grains. And they had to actually uh, grind it. And the explanation over here is, because the tzadikim, and she doesn't want to waste their time. Because they're doing good things. So therefore, he gives to them right away, the panasa comes benachat. The other guys were not such sadiqim, they waste their time. So Bode Olam says, you waste your time anyway. So they never go waste your time, have to cook and do other things over there. To them, the time was not important, bitul Torah. So therefore, if the bitul Torah is not important, so Bode will keep you busy in the work. That's the lesson over there, that if you're a tzaddik, the Bode Olam will make the panasa easy for you so you have more time to study Torah. But if you don't value your time, so what I was, okay, you don't value them anyway, so might as well stay in the work. You know, make the work, uh, you know, more, more, occupy your time more to make the Panasah. Yeah, huh? <laughs> now it says they had to take it and they had to grind it in the Medocha, in the grinder. Amazing. Rabotai. The tzaddikim, it says, it came down ready baked. <laughs> so what does it mean over here? Even according to the other ones, it said, Rehayim. Medukha is like a different type of item that usually grinds herbs and spices. So we learn over here that with the man came down besamim, tachshitena, she perfume. Ladies need perfume. So then what happened? Next to the man, there was like different herbs and stuff like that. You would put it in the grinder and the ladies would use it for besamim. That was a perk that came with the man. Buy one, get one. Ubishilo baparur. Amar bihama. Also is like uh, herbs and spices. That with the man came down, you know, you get the condiments, you get salt, pepper, garlic, mayo, ketchup. It came down also in a pack next to the man. If you want to have some uh, condiments with it, it's called sike kedera. When you want to cook with the uh, cook this item up, so you got all the different tablini, that's items that are needed for cooking. Now we come along and say even more stuff came down with the man. You remember when they were collecting for the Mishkan and the Nisi'in came along and made a very generous donation. They donated the precious stones. And it says they brought the Nidavah Baboken Baboken. Now 
What does the Torah have to tell me when they brought it? They brought it by Boker, by Boker. The point is that they made a generous donation. Why do you have to tell me <coughs> when they brought it? By Boker, by Boker, by Boker, by they made their donation from the item that came early in the morning. That also came down, with the man came down, nice jewelry and nice precious stones. Nisim can mean the presidents, but Nisim can also mean clouds. Tana Nisim Mamash. You have clouds and you have wind. They get him iron but no rain. So you see the word Nisi'im is referring to clouds. So the Nisi'im have you. That where did the presidents get the Abanim Torot Margaliot? From the Nisi'im, from the clouds that brought down the man. That the taste of the man was the taste of a shad. Amar Abahu. Mashad's just like the breast of a woman that the child nurses from. Because whatever the mother eats, so every day the, the milk tastes different based on the mother's diet. So also the man also has multi taste. Some say, Shad like a shed. Shedim and Ruchim. Shed can change his image into many different uh, uh, images. So the man is changing its taste to many different tastes. This was talking about the story of the Selav. When the Jewish people complained that they wanted meat. So the Gemara says, based on the pasuk that Hashem will give you in the evening, basar leechol, and in the morning lechem. Tana mishemed Rabbi Yosho bekorcha basar shesha'alu shiloke hogem noten nehem shiloke hogem. They asked for meat that was not right. They shouldn't have asked for meat. They didn't need it. They had their own animals. What are they asking for meat for? You have one animal. Go store one of the animals. You took it from a slime. What are you complaining? So therefore, God gave it to them shiloke hogem. Why? The right thing would have been. You're supposed to eat the meat at night, the Gemara is going to say. So therefore, the right thing is to prepare it a few hours before night, because they start to prepare meat, they have to slaughter it, they have to salt it, they have to do everything. So by the time the time of the Su'udah comes, it's ready. Here, when did the meat come to them? At night already. So therefore, it was past the time. Until they're going to prepare it, it's going to be past the time of Su'udah. Whereas the man that they asked, it came in the morning. Gemara says... The proper thing is to eat basar balayla, meaning in the beginning of the layla. That's why God gave them the man, he gave them the basar at layla, so therefore they were eating it past layla. That means bread for breakfast, meat for dinner. We learned this yesterday. If the person has a su'uda, you should only eat it in the day, which sounds like if you have a meat meal, it doesn't make a difference, you should eat it in the day. You just told me that you should eat it at night. So Yavara says, We didn't mean to say that you should eat it in the day itself. We eat it in the light. That was even if you're eating the meat at night, don't eat it in the dark. Eat it when you have light. Which means, so you'll be able to see your food. Originally the Jewish people didn't have food. So it's like they were like chickens that are pecking in the garbage cans in order to get food. Uh, which means, and they were eating all day. Because when you're pecking in the food, you're always hungry. So you always have to, they didn't have a set time for their meals. No more... You're snacking, no more snacks. We eat breakfast in the morning, eat dinner at night. Like, not like today, where people are eating all day long. People come home, open their closet, they sit in the middle for 30 years, and they never open their refrigerator. I mean, that's it. In the morning, in the afternoon. Is this the dean? No, it's a dedicated. It's a person between, it shouldn't be snacking. Yeah, morning, man. Dinner is meat. Kitchen's open, 7 to 9 for breakfast. 
Seven to nine dinner. That's it. No more. No midnight snacks. Habasar, or it's probably a good way to live, just to be regimented when you when you eat your meals. They didn't make such a fuss out of it uh, today. It's, it's eat all day long, people. Exactly. Now it says that when they ate the slav, punishment came down and they died. So it says the meat was still in between their teeth. They were eating it and already they got the plague. But it says, It says that it took 30 days for them to die. So make up your mind. Was the meat in their teeth, which sounds like it was immediate, or is it a month? Russ says, well, It depends. Hakitzad <laughs> What does that mean? That the Slav, the quails, they were all over the all over the camp. Which means they were spread all over the camp. Uh, they had to actually make shechita. Same letters. Not that to make shechita on the quails. But B'nai Yisrael Hayab Shechita because they complained for this item. Shatoah Tana Mishemed Rabbi Yoshua Ben Korcha Al Tikre Shatoah Same letters Ela Shachot Melamed Shiradam Yisrael Imaman Tabar Shitaun Shechita With the man came down these animals, these quails that needed Shechita. Amarabi so the bee said, Vichimikan Atalamid. What that's how you learn Shaita from the word Shatoah? By the Slav, it says in the Pasuk and Tehidim. Vayamter Alem Ke Afar She'er Uchod Yamim Of Kanaf. Clearly, Tehidim says it was a bird. We know the laws of Shaita. Vetanya, we have a Braita. The bee Omer. Kashir Sibizabachta Kashir Sibiticha. The Pasuk says, And you will make Shaita as I commanded you. What's the commandment of Shaita Malamid? That God said to Moshe that when you make shaita, you have to slaughter two simanim. For a bird, you just have to slaughter the majority of one of the simanim. When it comes to a behemah, you have to slaughter the majority of both. So you don't have to tell me they made shaita on the bird. We know they made shaita on the bird. That's how they have to make shaita on the bird. Which means what? Mounds and mounds of this uh, bird. The pasuk says regarding to the man, it's called lechem. Another pasuk refers to it as what? Like oily, shemen. Another says it tasted like honey. So make up your mind. Is it bread? Is it oil? Or is it honey? Yabara says, it depends. That they need sustenance. And uh, that each age group, the man tasted and benefited them according to what they needed. Ketiv selav. Selav is what is seen. Vekarinan selav. Meaning, we don't read it shlav. We read the scene like a samich. What is selav? Amar b'chalina, tzaddikim okhlin oto b'shalva. They ate it, meaning b'shalva, meaning in tranquility. L'sha'im okhlin oto v'domelahem k'silvin. Slav is a thorn. That means they ate it to the sha'im. Tzaddikim ate the slav, they also ate it, but they ate it, it was good for them, it was peaceful. Mashiach did the sha'im when they ate it, it was like eating thorns, salvim. They, they were right to complain. They were right they had a they, they complain. No, this is the slav, the slav, the slav. Just the slav. Just the birds. The, the man was good to them. But the slav over here, it tasted to them because they complained. Therefore, it tasted to them like thorns. It was like thorns. Amar of Hanan, Barava. 
There's four different types of Slav Elohim. Sikli, Nikibli, Upasyoni, Uslav. The choice of it, the choice one is the Sikli. is the Slav, which is what we got. We got the worst of the four. And look how unbelievable it was. It's like a little bird. And you roast it in the oven, like on a spit. And then it gets uh, swelled up from the oil that's in it, and it fills up the whole oven. And you need to put it on 13 loaves of bread in order that it absorbs the oil. And it's so fatty that even the bottom loaf of bread gets so much oil from the bird that's on the top, and you can't even eat the bread alone. It's too, too much oil, too much fat. You have to eat the bread with something else. That means a very, very... And that's the, that's the small, that's the, that's the worst of them. That's the slab that's the one that they got over there. And now it talks about different sadiqim, that Hashem gave them this delicacy. Rab Yehuda used to find the slab in between his barrels. Which means, boy, well, they all sent them a gift from heaven every day. He would go in between the marrows and find these slabs and be able to have it. Rav Chazda would find it actually in the wood, uh, the wood storage. Again, not that they were, uh, uh, you know, uh, growing over there. Hashem sent them over there. But for the tzaddik to enjoy this delicacy. Rava had a sharecropper. The sharecropper every day would bring Rava this uh, slav. One day the sharecropper didn't bring it. Amar Mayhai. What's going on here? Where's the goods? Salik le Igra. Rava went up to the roof. And they heard the, the kid quoting a pasuk. Those days they believed that when a child quotes a pasuk, it's a premonition for something. So he was quoting a pasuk from Habakkuk that said, What? Shamati. I heard the news and my stomach became agitated. So Gemara says, must be this bad news over here. Shamati, as if there's bad news, and it caused me to be angry, it caused me to be sad. Must be the big Sadiq Rav Hazda died. Which means, and now I understand that I was getting the Slav, not on my Zichud, I was getting the Slav and the Zichud of the Rabbi. And once the Rabbi is not here anymore, so therefore I'm not getting the Berakha. So it says, Now my stomach is going to be impacted by this death. It means the Slav is going to stop. Oh, very good. Sounds like in the beginning the tal fell on the ground and the man landed on the tal. And then it sounds like what? That the tal landed on the man. So make up your mind, was the tal underneath the man or was the tal on top of the man? Amar of tal it was like in a package. It's the first package food. It was tal on top and tal on the bottom, so it was protected. Tal on the bottom, so the man doesn't get dirty, doesn't touch the ground. And then covered on the top, so the elements, the bugs, the, the dust. So there was a sealed package, the mala and the mata. And from here we learn, the on Shabbat. That's why we cover the bread. Why? In order to make the remez of the board on the bottom. We put, we put something on the bottom, or cloth on the bottom. We put a cloth on the top to be remez to the man itself. Daka mechuspas. What is this word here? Daka mechuspas. It's a hard word. Amar ishlakish. Mechuspas. Davar shinimowah al pisad tayyad. That means the man was very soft. Mechuspas. Mah pas, which means it dissolves very easily in the pas on the palm of your hand. Rabbi Yohanan Amar 
דבר שנברא ב-248 איברים, an item that gets dissolved in the 248 limbs, there is no waste, it goes right into the limbs. So you know what I says? Yeah, it's soft, meaning it's soft. It's not a hard thing to eat, it's very, very soft. So it melts. It doesn't melt, you can eat it, but it's just soft, it's the way I'm saying soft. Mechuspas, it sounds like the mechuspas equals 248. But it really doesn't. Oh, that's the Gemara answer. The Gemara answer is, Amar ibn Amar ben Zag, Mechuspas ketim chasen vav. Whenever you take the word Mechuspas, it's 248, to hint you that it gets dissolved, the 248 limbs. We have a Braita. Unbelievable. Which means, the Malachim also eat man, and therefore they are called Abirim. Devrer bi Akiva. Ushene Emru Devarim Nefne Rabbi Ishmael. When they told us the Rash of Rabbi Akiva to Rabbi Ishmael, Amar Lahem, Seu Veumru La Akiva. Akiva, Taita, you made a mistake. Vechim Malachia Shared, Ochlim Lehem. Did the Malachim eat Lechem? Ba'alo kevan ne'emar. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the Torah for 40 days and 40 nights, what does it say? Lechem, lo achalti. Umayim, lo shatiti. I didn't eat or drink. Just like the Malachim. So, ela ma'ani mekayim abirim. But it says Lechem abirim. The Lechem of the abirim. Which sounds like the Lechem of the Malachim. No, Lechem shenebla b'mataim. So Abirim is Malashon Evarim. And therefore it's like Lechem Evarim. That's the Lechem that gets absorbed in the 248. There is no waste. But it says in the Pasuk in the Torah, which means that you should have a Yated. Yated is like a shovel. And what? So when you go out of the camp, you'll be able to dig a hole, and therefore you're able to cover it up after. Implying that what? That there was waste. I thought you just told me that there's no waste, so what do you need, what do you need this uh, stake over here to dig the holes for the waste? Yeah, that was the stuff they bought from the Goim. The stuff that they bought from the Goim was not free from the waste. Rabbi El Azar ben Perata Omer, Atevarim Shtagerimot Taolam Ochrim Lahem, Man Mefigam. Amazing. If you were on a man diet, even if the stuff that you bought from the Goyim, the man would make sure that there's no waste either. The man purified over there, and therefore they didn't have to go to the bathroom for that. So we're back to the question. What does it mean that it says that you're going to need a. Um, uh, 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 a stick or a shovel. And after they complained, they said, They started to complain about the man. That's, I said, What? You should be like the Malachi Sharet. Forgive me. Shalosh so now they're going to have to go three parasot outside the camp in order what? In order to go to the because you're not allowed to have the su'ah in the camp. So you're going to go to the ha. You want to have regular, be regular? Good. Now go outside the camp three parasot and go, uh, go over there. Dikhtiv, as the pasuk says, Vayachanu ala yarden mebet haishimot ad avel ashitim. That's the yarden mebet haishimot ad avel ashitim. I saw the place over there where B'nai Israel were camped in Bet Shimon. And it was three parsaot. That means the camp was three parsaot. It means I had to leave the entire camp to go to the bathroom. So you see it's three parsaot. Tana. That what? They were forbidden when they relieved themselves, they couldn't face their back to the Mahaneh. Uh, they had to put it either to the side of the Mahaneh, but not to the back. And there would not be a kavod to the Mahaneh that they defecate uh, with their back facing the Mahaneh. So they had to go to the sides. 
ועתה נפשנו יבשה אין כל. מה זה נפשנו יבשה אין כל? We're dried up. What was the complaint? אמרו עתיד מן זה שטיפח במימיהם. כלום, יש לוד אישה שמכניס ואין לו מוציא? אמר להם, אל תקנה אבירים אלא איברים, נחם אבירים, נחם של איברים, דבר שנבלה ב-248 איברים, אלא מה אני מכיר ותתן לך זניך? But back to the question, what do you do with the shovel that had to go dig for their waste? from overseas. Now, from uh, the Goyim. Yoshua was by Har Sinai. The 40 days when Moshe Rabbeinu was coming down, he left the camp. So it says, that the man fell in his location Exclusively for him. I mean, even though he was outside the camp, in those days, the man came down to him. Even if it was an individual. Because it says, and it says, and it says, Maybe it's referring to Moshe, because Moshe also was called Ish. אבל אז זה דנין איש מאיש ואין דנין איש מבהאיש. משה רבינו זה קוד האיש, האיש משה. יהושע זה קוד איש. זה קוד דנין איש מאיש. Now let's just read all the rashis quickly on the עמוד ב' עין הר. Two columns רבותיי, just knock them down, so we get a review of the דף. לכם. ששאלו כהוגן, שאי אפשר להיות כלא... It wasn't bad for them asking for bread. Bread is a normal request, you gotta eat. Meat already is a luxury, but bread, you gotta have bread. Nitan lahem kahogen baboker, sheyeh shehut lahachino. Basar shalu shalo kahogen mitoch kares mele'ah. Kares mele'ah, shareh mekne rab hayalani. You had that food, so what are you asking for? For your own animals if you want meat. Either they were complaining, yeah, so God gave him at the wrong time. Shalo kahogen, yarad lahen im hashefah. When you died, it came down after it got dark. Right, which means by the time the Seudah comes, it's not going to be ready. So therefore they got it at the wrong time. It would have been good if it came like at a couple of hours before sunset. That would give them a chance to cook. Right. But it says that the right time to eat is when you have a light. Right. ‫-ספרתה <laughs> Shaman sounds like it's fatty, but it's not. He's explained to you grammatically why there's a kamat over there. That's just because it's a sof pasuk. They used to put the spit in the oven and they rotisserie it. The slab would uh, swell up and fill up the whole oven. Right. Of course, the top, the top loaves, obviously, you couldn't eat it alone either, because certainly the shomen of the slab went in it. But the hadush, even the 13th loaf, also was unedible alone. Yeah, the rabbis with tzaddikim, Hashem sent them slab every day in their, uh, between their barrels. 
Not only was it his father-in-law, like you said, but it was his rabbi too. There you go. Oh, that's the problem. They, they cannot defecate themselves in front of the anan. They cannot. So therefore, they have to go to the sides. Right, they face the anan and kabod. So they, because they know they're not going, uh, sorry, they, they know they're not going backwards. So therefore, they're only they're going to go forward. So therefore, Right, and the ones that were uh, in the in 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 in, in the camp, exactly. So they would have to go the other way. Right. They couldn't just go to the back. If you're at the end of the camp, you have to walk to the front of the camp. If you're in the front, you have to go to the back. Have to go to the back, and, and where did they you face? You couldn't go to the sides either. Right, because you don't know if the clouds going to go to the sides. So you know you weren't going backwards. So therefore, they were able to defecate to the direction behind the cloud, not in front of the cloud or the sides. Very okay. okay. Thank you.